Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Good morning, everybody. And for those of you online and those who are on their way here, uh, glad you guys can join us. We're going to pause. We're going to pray as we get started. Uh, I can't believe that this is Thanksgiving week. Uh, next week we start Advent, and it just doesn't, I don't know what happened to 2021. Um, it's almost over. But anyway, I'm just talking out loud now. But let's pause, let's pray as we start this morning. Father, we are grateful to be able to gather together in your name, Jesus, and to lean into what you would want to speak to us through the scripture and even through one another as we are here. Father, we pray that we would be mindful to encourage each other in love and in good deeds, that we would desire your change to take place within our lives and that you would reveal to us areas where we need to grow, even if it's painful, even if it's um, something that is difficult for us, Lord, may we lean into that and allow this time to change us because of time spent with you. And it is in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. All right, Randy's going to lead us in some songs. So just before I leave and Jordan comes up, <laughs> um, two things I wanted to announce. Um, we have a, a partnership with an organization in um, Rancho. We've, when we've done, uh, like brought meals to the hospital for the nurses and the staff, we've partnered with Hitchburger. But the owners of Hitchburger also have a nonprofit called Project Boone, and they do things like bring toys to kids during the holidays and feed people uh, who are underserved. And so uh, this Wednesday, they're doing a big event, and it's called Eat and Be Well. It's their 10th anniversary of this event. And if you would like to, um, I know that this was kind of a last-minute announcement. That's my bad. Um, Some people brought some food to donate, canned goods, or uh, like uh, box stuffing, those types of things. You can still do that today. They're accepting donations through, I think, 3 or 4 o'clock. And it's Hitchburger and Rancho Cucamonga. So if you'd like to do that, you're more than welcome to do that. Sam said that next week is the first Sunday of Advent. If you can believe that, and we're already in Christmas season, full tilt. And if you have kids or if you know people with kids, we'd like to uh, invite you guys to get together with us next week to build an Advent calendar together for the kids. So um, look on social media for a time. I'm pretty sure we'll do the same time and place as we did last week. So 12 to 2 right here. 
Um, but if you're not following us on Facebook or Instagram, please do that because we have lots of stuff going on and Jordan's gonna come talk about some mine. Thank you, Randy. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see some new faces. Hello to all the people that I have not seen before. Maybe you've been here before, but um, hello. I have two things for you guys, to actually three things, because last week on Tuesday, we had a uh, philosophy and critical thinking workshop on community. It was really great. Like 15 people showed up, had a lot of good discussion, and um, at least for me, a lot of perspectives that were brought to the table that uh, I didn't perceive. I'm a lot more theoretical, and there's other people that are more relational, so it helped me a lot. But um, we have those every third Tuesday with a different topic. Next month is going to be on vulnerability, but it's just a chance for people to come and discuss different ideas. The uh, butcher paper you see over there, um, I know you can't see it on TV, but uh, every month it gets changed out with the new events that we're doing for next month. And so as of December, all the information for the next pact will be up there. This month is November, so it's talking about the community one. But we had a great time, and I hope you guys can come out to the next one. Uh, this Saturday is the full circle that we do, which is a just opportunity for community to come together. There's no real topic. It's just to come and meet different people, have discussion. And um, because it's Thanksgiving weekend, um, food will be provided for all the people that RSVP. You can RSVP with me. Anybody is allowed to come. You don't have to be a part of the church. It's not really like a churchy event where we're going to like try to slip in salvation and stuff like that. Um, it's just a chance to come and meet people and talk. It's going to be in the Genesis Works building, which is across the parking lot over there. There's some more information on the butcher paper at the bottom. It's the last event, but you can come talk to me today about it. Please bring people if you're not going to have a Thanksgiving. This is a great opportunity to come and do a Thanksgiving thing or to meet some other people. But all the food is provided if you RSVP. If you don't say you're going to come and then you come, there's probably not going to be food. That's enough for everybody. But... Um, Please come out. Please meet some people. Please say hello. And it's kind of just a no-pressure environment to meet people and talk about stuff, break bread, and have community. So that's going to be going on this Saturday at 5 o'clock for maybe two, three hours. And then um, lastly, because this is an organization that really does depend on the generosity of its members, if uh, you are so inclined, as it shows on the screen. Um, ah, that was good timing. Um, uh, your gifts are always appreciated. There are multiple ways that you can give. You can go to thegenesisstory.com and give, which is really cool. That's what I do. You set up reoccurring, and you like set it and forget it, so you uh, you don't have to think about it anymore. You can go through Zelle. You can go for Venmo. You can uh, mail with mail if you want to do that. Or there's like a bucket over there that you can go drop into the barrel of giving. Um, but uh, those are always appreciated. And that's pretty much it for this week in announcements. If you have any questions about the events that are coming up next month or what's happening this month, please come talk to me. But, um, but yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Randy. Am I on? There we go. Uh, you might notice that we don't have really any churchy events. <laughs> um, because we think the church is the people. And so, you know, I, I share that just kind of tongue-in-cheek with Jordan, but it really is part of our philosophy. You know, we do life together, and what we want to do is embolden one another to change our world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. And that happens through conversation and an interaction with one another. And so it's important 
for these events to happen, I mean, even like uh, Tuesday, it was a great conversation, and it's great to have a conversation with a variety of people so that we don't get tunnel vision uh, in uh, a mindset that doesn't include others. Jesus was very inclusive, and we want to maintain that. Um, I, I just got a, a text from Gil I shared with many of you this morning before we were online, uh, and I got permission from Gil to share this online as he's reached out to his family. Uh, but this morning, I'm reading kind of the text that Gil has shared with his family, some of it anyway. He said, this morning at 2.30 a.m., Gil's sister, the precious Vivian, finished her fight with COVID and was called to heaven. Her family was able to be with her in her final moments. Uh, Vivian was having difficulties with the dialysis, and her heart couldn't keep up, and ultimately that's what gave out. So Gil lost his sister this morning at 2.30 a.m. He says, please keep the Ramirez and Escalera families in your prayers as they deal with this devastating loss. And so we do want to remember Gil and his family and his sister's family in our prayers. Uh, this is the fourth person that Gil has lost within this year to COVID. Um, and so we want to hold them up in prayer. Um, and even now, I know we prayed earlier, but let's pause so that those who know Gil and are watching can join us in prayer. Father, we do lift up the Escalera and Ramirez family to you and... Once again, our hearts go out to them for this loss. To lose someone who you love is so hard. May you bring comfort to them through your Holy Spirit and with their family members. May you encourage and strengthen them through this time. And may your peace guard their hearts and their minds. We thank you for Gil. We thank you for the blessing he is to us. And we pray that we can be a blessing to him, even as we remember him in our prayers and show our love to him and his family in this way. Thank you again for your ear to listen and hear. We do ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, gosh. It's so hard to go from something like that and just move on. Um, this morning, I'm going to talk to you, kind of continuing what we've been talking about, about the politics of Jesus. And this morning's topic is called Pearls and Pigs, which sounds weird unless you're familiar with the scripture. And we're going to start with the scripture so it doesn't sound as weird, hopefully. Although it probably still will, because it is kind of strange. In Matthew chapter 7, in verse 6, Jesus says, Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. There you go. Good night, everyone. Have a great day, right? I mean, this is one of the difficult, more difficult scriptures to understand, and there's a lot of views on this, um, and I'll, I'll go through some of them and explain what my view is, and of course, you get to, to choose my view. No, um, you get to choose the one that resonates most with you. Some people think that what Jesus is saying, because the term dog was used to refer to the Gentiles at that time, and we even see that in one of the gospel accounts where the woman comes to Jesus 
And he says, it's not fitting to give bread for the children, meaning the children of Israel, to the dogs. And then she says, but even the dogs will eat the crumbs off the table. And Jesus then says, I have not seen such faith even in all of Israel, and blesses her and heals her son, I think it was, or her daughter. And the disciples, it was really a test for them. And so some people will say, see, dogs refers to Gentiles and pigs were unclean to the Hebrew people. And so it's then thought that this is referring to Gentiles because they are not the children of Israel. They are unclean. And so Jesus is really saying, you know, uh, don't give this good news to these people because they're not ready yet. That's, that's one thought, which strikes against everything else that Jesus really does in the gospel, especially towards the Gentiles, right? So it's unlikely that that would be an accurate interpretation based on all the things that Jesus did. Uh, others will take this idea of what's holy and don't give it to the dogs, don't throw pearl before swine, as it regarding the gospel message, the, the message of Jesus, don't give it to people if they're not wanting to hear it. Right, So don't tell people about Jesus. If they don't want to hear it, then that's on them and you're off the hook kind of a thing. And so those are some of the thoughts that people have regarding this passage. But remember, there were no chapter breaks. When, when you were to read this originally, it was just a manuscript and it flowed. Because we have chapter breaks and different verses, for us it gets a little bit disjointed, especially when they start putting little things in front of, you know, verses, oh, this is where he's talking about. We dissect it a little bit more than it actually was. And in verse 1 of chapter 7, we get this idea of judging, right? Don't judge lest you be judged. And in this, we see that there is, do not give to the dogs and the pigs lest they trample you. And so in the Greek language, there is a lot of similarities that they would connect. It's almost like a poetry that rhymes. Don't do this lest this happens. And we see this back and forth that shows that these are actually more connected than maybe we had imagined. And I think we have to go back even further to see the connection because Jesus isn't just pulling a a thought out of the blue and throwing it in there, as some people think. Oh, he's talking about the Gentiles, don't bring the gospel to them. Well, where did that come from? I think he is actually continuing a thought that he had way back in chapter six. Remember, he started speaking to them about not worrying, about their life, what they should eat, what they should wear, because God cares for them. And he said, consider the birds, consider the flowers, right? And and what he was saying as we went through this is, you too can live a life that is free from anxiety, like the birds and like the flowers, not free from danger, because the flowers get burned and the birds are actually used for sacrifice and they don't live very long. But you can live a life that's free from anxiety if you have faith in God. And the whole idea was, you know, you, you try to control your life. But what did he say? He says, which one of you by being anxious can ang- add a single hour to a span of life? Right? If we could add time to our life by being anxious, some of us would never die. 
right? We're just so filled with anxiety. I can't die. I got too much worry. And so this idea of trying to control our life by worrying about things. And Jesus is saying, you can live a life free from that care of anxiety, a life that's free from this. And and then he went on in in chapter 7 and talks about judging. And and this is just really another type of controlling. We want to control people by judging And we talked about the different types of judgment, and I want to read chapter 7, verses 1 through 3, just to kind of go there. I know I didn't give that to you, Jordan, but it's okay. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? And remember, too, that we talked about the different types of judging that were used from this word krino in the Greek, and that the word judge that he's using here would be probably more clearly pronounced as condemn. Don't condemn people, because there is a good judgment, right? When I went to the doctors and they did a CAT scan, I want them to judge whether I should get my appendix out or not, and they did, and I did. So there is good judgment, right? Don't put pineapple on pizza. (laughs) There there are certain things that are good judgments, right? I just, if you like pineapple on pizza, there's another church down there. No, uh... (laughs) Seriously, we spoke about the ability to discern, right? There's condemnation and there's discernment. And they're different. To have a good sense of right and wrong, of what is good, what is bad, that's discernment. And and Jesus isn't condemning that. But there is a bad judgment when we are unable to see the image of God in the image bearers, which are the people. And Dallas Willard wrote something that was really powerful. He says that, This condemnation, this judgment of condemnation is actually the log that doesn't allow us to see the speck in our brother's eye. You see, when you are condemning them, you are not seeing them accurately. So how can you help them when you aren't actually seeing them? And that just makes so much sense. But what we try to do is control the situation We judge people and what they think and what they believe, and we condemn them because it allows us to have more sense of security. And then we come to this verse. Don't give to dogs what is holy. Do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. And I think this is really another type of control. But instead of it being condemning, it's by pushing or forcing even our good judgments on others. Now, you've probably experienced this in some way, right? If I insist that you don't put pineapple on your pizza, you're liable to say, get out of my face. Don't tell me what to do with my pizza. But if I go on and explain to you, you have to understand the culture 
of where pizza comes from and where pineapples come from. And these are two cultures that in food groups were not meant to work together. And, and I could give you all the reasons why. The more pushy I get, usually the more resistance I will have. And even when you're right in your discernment, if we interact in that pushy way, it is counterproductive to not only the relationship, but also to what we're really trying to accomplish. I, I recently wrote a blog on vaccine mandates. There, let's not get political or you know, controversial at all. And as I wrote this, I had in mind those who were against and those who were for, and this idea of respecting people. And that if you were against them, then it's not okay to disregard that person's feeling without having at least some empathy and talking to them of why maybe they're afraid of those things. And if you are for them, you know, for people not to judge you and think you're just a blind sheep, you don't care about these things. And basically I said, I, I, I want you to have ease in this and I want you to talk to your doctor or your pediatrician who you trust instead of watching the guy on YouTube with the lab coat or the person on TikTok. I never knew so many people got their news and information from TikTok, but they do. So talk to someone you know, talk to someone you trust. Maybe that'll help ease your fears one way or the other. That that was kind of what I shared. And it was funny because I got responses from people who I know on both sides of the camp. I've got people who are really against it, said, thank you for hearing us. Thank you for respecting our thoughts. I had people who are very much pro-vaccine and said, thank you for spelling this out. I really liked it. And I was like, okay, maybe I didn't do something right because they're both agreeing. Or maybe I just put something out there for them to chew on and think about. And then I had one person who pushed back and said, yeah, but the problem is, and they went on to say, you know, you can't trust doctors and what they say now because they're being forced to do this. And I responded back. I said, if I had a doctor I couldn't trust to be honest with me, I would get a different doctor. And then he pushed back. And I knew right now that I was treading this line where if I kept pushing, this was just gonna go back and forth. And I felt like he's already starting to turn and attack me. And I think this is what Jesus is getting at. You might have a pearl. You might have good information. If someone comes up to me and they says, hey, Sam, I'm a physical trainer, and I see you're overweight, so I'd like to help you. I'd say, thanks. <laughs> but if they kept coming to me and like, hey, man, when are we going to get together? You know, I need to change that diet. You've been talking about pizza a lot and been talking about things. I'll be like, man, get out of my face. Right? Even though what he's saying is a pearl, even though what they're doing, I'm going to offer my time for you. I'm going to do this. If every time they came to me and they say, hey, Sam, how's it going? And they start rubbing my belly. I'd be like, man, I had enough of this. I would react in a way that isn't going to accomplish what they're wanting to. And I think understanding this, it's important that we move away from this kind of spiritual jargon to this relational understanding. 
You know, when I used to look at this passage, I would think, yes, it's just talking about the gospel. It's just talking about, you know, don't, you know, keep telling people about Jesus. They don't want to hear it. But I think this applies to so much more, right? Think about this and how we interact with people, right? C.S. Lewis said that people are always leaning into civility over barbarism. Right? People want to know that you respect them, that you hear them. And I started thinking about this passage and how we raise our children. I got to tell you guys, man, this, this cut to me. Because when I start thinking about how we can treat our children, and it's more alarming how parents treat their children than I think it is how children respond to their parents. If you've ever heard, and I'm going even into my life, how I used to communicate to my children, the way we talk to them, it's almost a disregard for their opinion, a disregard for their feelings, a disregard for their thoughts. Why? Because I have these pearls of wisdom to give to you, and I'm going to tell you what kind of music to listen to. I'm going to tell you what kind of friends you should have. I'm going to tell you what you need to do to get your major or whatever in school. I am going to guide your life. And so now we start ridiculing their music. We start criticizing their friends that we don't even know. And what does that do to the relationship that I have with my own kids? I I remember my kids coming up to me. And again, I was a pastor at a church and I was kind of an assistant pastor and I was overseeing all these different ministries and my kids came up to me and they were complaining about the youth leaders in that ministry. And I just told them, hey, listen, you need to submit. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I gave them, I have scriptures. I could back it up. I had all these pearls. I was just throwing pearls out left and right, man. Here's what you need. Here's what you need. Here's what you need. And I didn't listen to them. And years later, you know what? What they said was true about the people who were leading them. They saw what I couldn't see because they were there and I wasn't. And what happens when someone comes up to you and starts disrespecting your friends, starts disrespecting your thoughts, your intuition towards a situation and just shuts you down? What are you going to do in response? Now, kids usually can't come and attack us, but what they can do is withdraw. And that happens a lot. It happens a lot in the church. Why? Because we just keep forcing these pearls. Take this, take this, take this. How do human relationships work best? Right? They work best in interaction. You know, the next verse that we're going to get into later ask and you receive, knock and it will be open, seek and you will find. That's really more about relationships than it is prayer. That human relationships work best through invitation, through question, through request rather than through information and judgment, even if it's good judgment that gets forced. 
And so I, I think we have to understand this. Scott McKnight has a book called The Fellowship of Difference and how we are to love others, right? God showed his love with us throughout Scripture by making a covenant. God loves people and makes a covenant with someone, and he says he is for them, and then in that love moves them towards something, right? He moved them towards the promised land. But first there was the love. First there was the the love towards them, the love for them. It's only when people see that we are for them can then we start to love them towards something. See, I want to love people towards something that's good for them, but that, that's more of the way it works, is I, I love you towards it. And if I have an ulterior motive of I'm going to get you to do this beforehand, then it doesn't work because it's not genuine. It's manipulation. And the use of condemnation towards our children and the use of nagging and pushing them doesn't work. But loving them towards something can be effective. And and there's a big difference, right? My kids need to know that I'm for them, that I'm with them, regardless of the friends they have, regardless of the music they listen to, regardless of some of the opinions they have, thoughts they have. They need to know I am for them because then I can love them towards things without the nagging, without the judgment and condemnation. And we have to have humility in this because just because we have pearls doesn't mean that sometimes we too aren't dogs and pigs. There are things that I am ignorant of. There are things that I need more understanding in. And if I have a mindset that all I have is right and all I think is right, then I will have the same reaction towards someone who tries to love me towards something if I'm not open towards that, even towards God, because maybe I was indoctrinated in a certain belief. And when God's trying to minister to me something else, I put on the brakes and I won't move towards it. And so what I think Jesus is doing here is very practical in relationships. He's showing us how to live with one another. That's what this whole Sermon on the Mount has been about, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who weep and those who hunger and thirst and the meek. This is what kingdom life looks like, and this is how we are to live into it. And this verse, in its very subtle way, is is telling us how to interact with people in a way that is going to be healthy and not in a way that is going to be abrasive. Because what do I really care about? Proving I'm right about pizza or having a relationship with you? that can allow deeper conversations than that about food. To be able to have the interaction with you 
that you're willing to open up to me things that you're going through, and I'm able to open up to you the things that I feel and the things that I think. I can't tell you how many times people have talked to me and said, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm having trouble believing in something, in God. I just don't believe in God. Why would you feel that you couldn't have that conversation with me? If I love you, that is exactly the conversation I want to have with you. And your belief or disbelief does not change the love I have for you. And I will try to love you towards whatever is going to be good because I love you. But we don't have to pretend. I don't want to pretend before you. I don't want to act a certain way. I, I share with you guys a lot of my doubts. I tell you guys, I don't know how many times I said I'm in spiritual crisis been in that for the last, gosh, 13 years. It's like, oh no, our pastor's in spiritual crisis. <laughs> Sorry. And you've journeyed with me through this many times as we wrestle through passages of scripture. What does this mean? What's Jesus trying to say? What, what is this faith that I, I'm holding on to? Because it, it came to a place where the God I believed in was too small for the world I lived in. And I had to wrestle with that. I don't want to pretend. I want to be able to talk about this. And I don't want you to pretend. I want you to be able to talk about these things. Because it's an important part of this kingdom mentality. And when Jesus is saying... Don't give to dogs what is holy. Don't throw your pearls before swine lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. No one to stop with whatever it is. If it's about who to vote for, if it's about whether you should get vaccinated or whether you should put pineapple on a pizza, no one to stop. And know how to love someone towards something instead of judging them about something. We're going to end here and pray, but I want to do something again together just for a short time afterwards where we can break up into small groups. And for those who are watching at home, maybe you can do this with the people who you might be watching this with. I want you to think about this idea of being pushy. And see if something comes to your mind. With me, it was my children and how I raised them. See if there's something that comes to your mind and just maybe you can share that if you feel comfortable with it. I felt like I've been pushy towards this. Or if you have a question about it, if you disagree with it, you can. But I just want to have about five minutes afterwards where we talk with one another about this and how we are filtering it together, okay? Let's pray. Lord, I am grateful that your words challenge how I live. And I pray that even this verse, Lord, as it struck a chord with me and how I have interacted with people, especially my own children, 
Lord, I, I pray it would continue to push me forward. Lord, you have loved me towards so many things, and I'm grateful for that. That there is no condemnation for us in Christ. Lord, but you continue to work in us, and you continue to love us towards who you are. May that show up in our lives as well as we try to do these things together. And I pray for those who are here, those who are watching, Lord, if something has stirred within them through your words and through the things I've shared, and it's just a little thought, it's a seed planted, Lord, may that seed be watered, may, may they lean into this a little bit more and allow the work of your spirit to come to full fruition. And if anyone is hearing this and they want to talk to me or someone about it, we are here and we are available to hear what's going on and to talk to you. But take that step and lean into what God is ministering to your heart. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you in Jesus' name. May the Lord give us the ability to move from condemnation to discernment and from nagging to caring. May that show up in our lives. God bless you guys. Love you. Again, for you out there, we miss you. Hope to see you again soon. For you guys in here, if you could hang on for just a couple minutes, I'd like to share a few things with you guys. Okay. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.